Welcome to episode 115 of the FLW Podcast in Benton, Kentucky. I'm Jody White. I'm joined by Kyle Wood from Hopkins, Minnesota. Kyle, how's it going? Well, it's just, it's fabulous. It's almost like spring up here right now, so I can't be complaining. It is actually like spring right down here right now. We've got daffodils blooming on the side of the roads. Well, they've been doing that for a little bit now. Uh, There's like buds all over the place. I am fixing to whack on them this weekend, I hope. <laughs> Probably not, but I, I've got the feeling, so we'll, I, I'm, I'm stoked. I like the enthusiasm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Good time to be alive. That's right. Um, all right, so outline for today. We got two interviews, one with Hampton Anderson, one with Jamie Rampy. Kyle, you talked with Hampton. I talked with Jamie. Uh, we should have, I think, a pretty good mix of Real in-depth information on Hartwell and Lake Kiwi coming up. It sounds like those are both going to be uh, pretty fun tournaments, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get through that. Hampton obviously fishing the uh, College Fishing National Championship. Rampy fishing the FLW Tour event. Uh, then we'll dig into Santee Cooper. We'll pick a Costa Challenge team. Uh, talk a little bit about that Southeastern Division event. Uh, dig into the College Fishing National Championship a bit. Uh, talk fantasy fishing for Hartwell. It's time to get your picks in. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of BFL events to run over, and uh, then we'll do the usual stuff and be out of here. Sound like a plan? I can do that. All right. Well, uh, in that case, let's uh, go ahead and throw to some interviews. And now, taking some time out of his busy schedule, we have uh, Hampton Anderson from the University of South Carolina. Hampton, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. We're, uh, me and another guy from the team are headed up to Hatteras, North Carolina. We're going to do a little tuna fishing this week over spring break. I got to tell you, man, uh, I mean, I spent some, some spring breaks in college, uh, like snow goose hunting down in Missouri and, uh, you know, fishing some places, but tuna fishing sounds like it'd be one of the cooler spring breaks. Yeah. Um, I've actually never done it before, but one of our other buddies is on the team also, uh, he's got a place out here, and uh, he's also got a boat. So he he said they didn't have enough hands on deck yesterday to to catch all these tuna. So we were <laughs> gladly able to jump in the car and help him out. <laughs> well, I mean, not a bad deal at all. It sounds like really you guys uh, in South Carolina there are just a bunch of fish heads. Yeah, well, everybody, all my friends are. Um, we uh, any chance we get any free time out of school, we're uh, we're on the water somewhere. I like it, man. That's the that's the way to do it. Now, I guess before we get too too into things here, um, you know, we do have the the college fishing national championship coming up on Lake Kiwi, so we'll we'll get to that here in a second. But before we dive into it, um, just kind of fill us in a little about yourself, especially for the listeners. Um, you know, you're you're going to school. Uh, you're a senior, correct? I am. And what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in finance and also human resource management. Right on. Any plans for that? Because um, you'll graduate this May, correct? Um, yes, I will. Um, not any serious plans yet. Uh, I've talked to a few people, but you know, nothing, nothing locked in for sure yet. Uh, playing it by ear. 
um, you know, I've been been not doing nothing but fishing mostly this semester. Well, I mean, that's not uh, not a bad way to go about it. Uh, and, and speaking of that, you know, you fished. Uh, you actually won a BFL. Uh, let's see, that would have been a couple weeks ago now on Lake Murray, correct? Yeah, yes, sir. And how long uh, was that? How many BFLs have you fished? Have you fished a bunch before? Was that your first one? What's the deal? Um, I fished one other one on Hartwell as a as a boater, and uh, but when I was when I first turned sixteen, I, I fished the co angler division in uh, Savannah River. Uh, I fished a lot of those tournaments, but not many as a boater. Okay. So this is really, and, and what about just, um, you know, whether it's local stuff or, you know, Thursday night, things like that. Um, have you fished a lot of things, you know, as a boater or solo yourself throughout your years? Uh, not much solo. I mean, uh, I fish a good many team tournaments on, you know, local lakes, especially since I've been at school. Murray's so close. Um, me and another guy on the team, we fish a lot of tournaments out there, um, you know, just open deals and team tournaments, some uh, Thursday night tournaments and, me and my dad are in a Thursday night club on Hartwell, uh, you know, during the summer. We fish a lot out there. Okay, cool, cool. So this BFL you fished on Murray, uh, I mean, first of all, you you sacked him up. You caught 25 pounds, 3 ounces. Um, I mean, how cool was it to, you know, considering you haven't, you know, you fished, you know, just a couple BFLs from the front of the boat, or two, I guess. And, uh, yeah. I mean, dude, you, you crushed it. How'd that feel? Uh, it, yeah, it felt pretty good. Um, you know, BFL is pretty, pretty tough tournament. A lot of local guys are extremely good on those lakes. So, you know, it felt, it felt good to be able to, you know, win in that. Um, we, you know, being so close to school, I fish a lot there and I, you know, about January, February is, you know, my favorite time on that lake. So it felt good. All right. And I thought, uh, interestingly, um, you know, you wanted, I believe you were fishing brush piles, right? I was, and uh, and we I interviewed you actually last week uh, for for a separate thing for a for a thing on the website. But you know we got to talking it, and you're kind of more comfortable. That's more your thing, right? That that deep water fishing. Yeah, uh, I definitely like to fish deep. You know, as uh, it's where I feel more comfortable. Um, I've always been you know a deep fisherman, and that's just what I like to do. And so now let's kind of transition a little from that. Um, you know, the last time we had a national championship, a college fishing national championship on Kiwi, uh, it, it was one deep. So, you know, with this win on Murray and just the amount of fishing you've been doing this year, um, how do you feel confidence-wise going into this, this event? Um, I'm not really sure at all right now. Um, yeah, like I say, I'd, I'd love to catch them out deep out there. Um you know, they've been there, you know, up until we couldn't practice anymore. So I'm going to check out that stuff during, you know, official practice, and hopefully I'll do pretty good. Um, but this time of year, those fish are just on the move. So it could be any day now. They just pull out of that deep stuff, and, you know, I'll have to change up my game plan a lot. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned, too, you – how many times did you make it out there uh, to Kiwi pre-practicing? Was it one or two times? Yeah, I went twice. I went twice. But, um, oh, go on. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I ran some of that uh, deep stuff and that I like to fish and checked it out. And, uh, you know, I just I wasn't really going to try to practice that much just because, you know, the fish are going to be moving and I didn't want to get locked in on something and kind of mess me up in my 
official practice before the tournament. You know, I think that's a really great point. Uh, you know, this time of year, I think far too many people kind of get too caught up in what they were doing last week. You know, they don't they don't realize how how fast these fish will transition from those deeper brush piles and points, you know, to those, you know, secondary points outside of spawning pockets and, and stuff of that nature. So I think that's a pretty solid game plan. Now, the other thing we talked about last week, uh, your partner, Chris, uh, who you'll be fishing with, he's more of a shallow water guy, right? He is. He wants to be on the bank, uh, that's for sure. Um, but I think the, the combo of us, you know, being different types of fishermen, I think it makes us a good team. And, uh, you know, we can try, both of us know what to try either way. And, uh, you know, we can kind of, we kind of figure them out together. Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's, you couldn't ask for a better team, uh, you know, with stark con- contrast like that. Um, now, how long have you and Chris fished together? Um, just this year is the first year we've uh, fished together, actually. Okay. Um, I guess the... The only tournaments we fished together is uh, the qualifier on Hartwell and then the uh, the tournament at Pickwick. Wow, okay. Yeah, well, I'd say you uh, guys, pretty good role then. Yeah, so far. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, uh, it, you took uh, ninth on Pickwick, 11th on Hartwell, um, and now coming into the championship here. Uh, you guys are definitely, I'd say, uh, some early favorites. Um but, you know, it's not something uh, – I mean, you'll be the first to admit it. It's not like you're fishing Hartwell all the time. You're not even that close. How far is it from uh, from school there to, to Kiwi? From from school, it's probably two hours and 45 minutes to Kiwi. Um, you know, from my house at home, it's probably 45 minutes. Okay. I, don't ever really fi- I don't ever really fish at Kiwi, you know, unless I have to. I usually just fish Hartwell and Murray. Not Not a bad – idea <laughs> i mean if i was going to pick between kiwi and hartwell i think I'd yeah. fish hartwell <laughs> yeah most people would um so from there let's kind of go um just in terms of you know being your senior year um i, I feel like some guys kind of hit that point you know going into a championship where they're kind of like dang man like you know careers kind of winding down um you know some guys get a little sad has has that dawned on you at all yeah i really like you know i really like the college fishing and i've met a lot of great guys in it um you know a lot of my you know most of my friends they fish in the college deal um i'm definitely going to miss it next year um they're fun events you know good lakes and like to say just the company and uh you know everybody talking out the tournament and cutting up it's just a good atmosphere now, have you um, – obviously, you know, you're fishing some stuff as a boater on your own. Uh, is there any kind of plan to try to continue pursuing uh, fishing, uh, you know, maybe, you know, at like the coastal level or uh, anything like that down the road? Um, I haven't really planned on doing any of that right now. Um, you know, you never know, but I definitely want to continue, you know, fishing – at least all the these local tournaments, so I really enjoy it and have a good time doing it. So, but I hadn't really thought of much of you know doing any much more than that. Okay. And overall, uh, because myself and then uh, you know Jody on the podcast here, we both fished in college, um, and the amount of experience you get 
as an angler is phenomenal. You know, when you take yourself outside of your comfort zone and you go to some of these lakes, you know, you get a handful of days on to practice, sometimes even a day or two. But it really kind of excels that learning curve. Um, and have you noticed anything like that for yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely, especially fishing just these lakes that uh, lots of lakes we go to have, you know, this grass and stuff. And I grew up fishing on Kiwi and Hartwell, and, you know, it's nothing but deep, clear. You know, that's what I'm used to. So going to all these different lakes is definitely, I've learned a ton. And fishing with guys from there that, you know, know a lot more about it than I do taught me a lot. And so, it's you know, it's definitely helped a lot. Right on, right on. Well, I think uh, another thing I kind of want to pick your brain about um, is a little off topic, but since you know Hartwell uh, and we kind of have, you know, we got this thing called the Walmart FLW Tour coming up there next week as well. Um, have you been out there recently? Uh, yeah, I fished a tournament there Saturday and then I fished Sunday and Monday, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, would you mind kind of just giving us uh, maybe like a current state of the fishery? Um you know, like, is the is the weather or is the water still kind of stained on the main lake? Because that's what I heard from some guys, you know, about a week and a half ago. But I don't know, you know, if that's still the case. Um, it seemed pretty clear out there to me. I, I kind of fish uh, in the backs of creeks this time of year. Okay. So there was definitely a lot of stain and mud back there where I fished. But I ran out, you know, through the main lake, and it, it looked like it was fairly clear. Okay, right on. I can get behind that. Um, water level, is it kind of back to, is it like at full or summer pool or where it should be? Yeah, it, it, yeah it's, pr- it's pretty much full pool. Um, you know, like I live all the way at the back of six and 20. So, you know, lots of times this time of year, we don't have any water at all at our dock, but you know, we got eight foot of water and so we can use our dock to have our boat there and everything. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, just out of curiosity, what it take to, uh, win the tournament you fished in? Uh, 22 pounds. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, pretty, definitely a good bag for Hartwell. Heck yeah. Um, based on, uh, just kind of randomly, based on, uh, you know, what you've seen on Hartwell and kind of the conditions currently on it, uh, what do you think we might see for a winning weight in the tour event for four days? Um, I don't, I think it's going to be a very good tournament. Uh, I, I see it being on fire. I, you know, I could see it taking 20 pounds a day. Okay. You know, I feel like I feel like some guys are really going to get on them. Um, okay. We had we had 16 and a half on Saturday, and you know, I had, there was a lot of boat traffic where I was, and I didn't get to fish a lot of stuff. And you know, normally, like practicing, I've been catching around 20 pounds, uh, and I feel like it could definitely be done. You know, somebody that really gets on them. Sure. Now uh, we know Hartwell is kind of a uh, you know, the bluebacks in there can be kind of a big deal. In the spring like this, do they are they also as big of a factor as they kind of are, um, you know, throughout the summer and, like, into the fall and stuff? Yeah, um, a lot of guys fishing that main lake stuff, you know, in that real clear water, that's definitely a big factor. Uh, but, you know, like I said, this time of year, I don't – I, I kind of fish up in the creeks, um, up in that real muddy water, so sure, you know that that doesn't have a real big, you know, effect on me. But yeah, a lot of those that herring definitely is going to have an effect on those guys fishing out there and the real clear main lake stuff. All right, I, I like it, dude. Well, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time, uh, you know, on your 
on your haul up to go tuna fishing to chat with us. Uh, before I let you go, Hampton, uh, for the people listening, is there uh, any place they can follow yourself uh, on social media or the, the University of South Carolina team um, throughout the championship or throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, um, the anglers at USC are on Facebook and Instagram, uh, as long as you know, as well as myself. Um, they're welcome to follow. You can type in anglers at USC, and you should find us at on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, cool, man. Well, uh, good luck catching some tuna. If you if you wrangle a few, you should shoot me a picture. I'd love to see a see a couple of them. I uh, definitely boys. will. Hope- yeah, hopefully we'll have plenty of tuna steaks to take home with us. <laughs> well, I might uh, I might be bugging you at the championship then, see if you have any left. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, I'll be I'll definitely send you a picture if we do, if we have any luck tomorrow. Well, I appreciate it, Hampton. Safe travels up there. Have fun on your spring break catching tuna, and uh, good luck at the championship next week. We'll get with you then, man. All right, thank you very much. Take care. And now we're joined by Jamie Rampy, FLW Tour Pro. Uh, Definitely one of the locals to watch coming up here next week at Hartwell. Uh, Jamie, how's it going? Going good, man. How about you? Boy, I've got uh, no complaints. It's nice and warm. It makes me really makes me want to go out and get fishing. And uh, it seems, I mean, it seems like it's going to stay that way. I guess through next week, or hopefully it will. Yeah, I mean the yeah the weather. I mean the forecast for for here locally around Hartwell. I mean they're they're talking mid to upper 70s with lows in the 50s for the next two weeks and we've already had that weather for a solid week now so we're definitely on the move water's warming up you know all the trees are blooming around here so spring's definitely on the on the horizon all right now when you were back in pre-practice or you know in uh i guess realistically in february what was the status of the lake was it about what you would expect then or were the fish even then further along in their patterns um, they were probably about where I expected. Um, they were really biting well during pre-practice. Um, you know, I saw a lot like of good pictures. Cold. Yeah, there were there were a lot of big fish being caught. Um, you know, I went out there several days and, and really didn't have a bad day in any of the days I went. You know, the fish were real grouped up and, and biting really well, you know, um, but they're definitely on the move, I'm sure. Okay. Um, when they're on the move, what do you think that means for us? Does that mean we're seeing a a tournament kind of like maybe Smith last year where you could catch fish doing other things, but most of the top, let's say 20 were targeting fish that were on beds or a lot of guys were, or is it not quite to that level? Do you think? It's going to be close. Um, you know, I've seen it get real warm around here and, and they hold off, you know, when the weather really doesn't determine these fish, you know, it's the, the time of day. So when they want to go, they go. Um, but guys will be catching them. They'll still be checks cut deep. They'll be, you know, they'll be checks cutting the creeks, main lake, shallow. You know, pretty much whatever you want to do in this tournament, you're going to be able to do it and catch fish and compete. Okay. What uh, is there? What What do you consider your strong suit on Hartwell? Because I know, I know you've, I mean, you've really excelled there in the past. You've really, really excelled on Kiwi and BFLs and stuff like that. I mean, you're real strong down there. What? What's your favorite thing to do on those kind of lakes? Um, you know, I usually chase the herring. Um, you know, it's high risk, high reward, you know, but um, I try to stay up with them and, and run that throughout the day. And, you know, it don't take 20 or 30 minutes, you know, during the course of the day, and you can catch a good bag real quick. You know, it's just a 
it's a high risk, high reward type deal. Okay. Uh, as far as you know, chasing the herring goes, what sort of stage are these herring in? Are they out on the main lake? Do you think come tournament time? Are they are, are they spawning? What's uh, what's your feel on that? Well, this warm weather. I mean, they could possibly be. There could possibly be a herring spawn. Um, I know it's real early, and that's crazy, but. You know, I went to Kiwi the other day, and I was looking at 60, to, you know, 60, 61 degree water temperature, and that's, you know, five miles up the road, you know, so the heron don't need but about 65, 66 to spawn. I mean, we're not going to see a full-bledged heron spawn, you know, everybody throwing top water and flutes and all that, but, you know, you may stumble into some. You know, there may be some come up and be able to catch them on doing that. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to definitely look for it. All right. Speaking of Kiwi and it being just up the road, the College Fishing National Championship is taking place there at the same time as, you know, you're going to be down on Hartwell fishing for 100,000. Mm-hmm. Um, for the college guys, any any pointers for what to look for or what or just an update on what they should expect when they get there? Kiwi is going to be a full-blown spawn tournament. Um the other day when I was there, I mean, they're all, I mean, there was a lot of big fish already on the bed, you know, so that one will definitely be a full blown spawn tournament. I don't see, I don't see any way it could, and it would have to get really cold and stay that way. And with this weather forecast, it's just not going to happen. And if you've already got them up now on Kiwi, you know, Kiwi's always first because, you know, it has the warm water yep. discharge. So mm-hmm. they always spawn there a few weeks before they do anywhere else around here. Um, but they're definitely up now. So by the time the college guys get there, they're going to have a great tournament, and there's going to be a lot of fish caught. All right. What's a sight fishing tournament take to win over three days on Kiwi? Um, if you can if you can manage enough fish, you know, Kiwi's not that big, but it has a lot of pockets and a lot of little places to look. Yep. Um, you know, I'd be comfortable catching, if you could catch 15 a day, I think you could win. I don't think it'll take any more than that. Okay. That's still a really good when you consider that there are going to be a lot of fish caught probably and i mean that's a that's a fun good quality tournament that's that should be yep. cool it will there'll be a lot of fish caught a lot of a lot of guys going to be taking pictures and stuff of them you know during practice i mean they're going to have a good time i don't think they're going to be struggling to catch fish all right well that's what you that's what you want i mean i say that's what you want it, it's nice when you've got a tournament like that especially one where you know, it's a lot of guys have traveled a really long way for it, where everyone's going to at least have fun because that's that's the yeah. name of the game, um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely, they're going to hit it right. I mean, Kiwi Hartwell's going to be a little Hartwell's going to be close to being just a whack fest. You know, they, we could whack them at Hartwell, or it could be just right before you know they really get to going good. But Kiwi, they're going to they're going to murder them. I mean, they're going to catch them and. They're going to have a lot of fun doing it. All right. Cool. Um, what do you think? Obviously, you haven't been out there, but I I got you on the winning weight track. What do you think it takes at Hartwell? Historically, I mean, you know, in all the BFLs and stuff I fished, you know, it usually takes about 20 for a one-day tournament. Um, so I think if a guy could catch 17 or 18 a day, um, he would have a good chance of winning. I would definitely take that and take my chances. All right. I like it. I, and, man, if someone does catch 17, 18 a day, that that turns into a really a really quality Hartwell weight because that kind of 
I mean, that's hard to attain there. It seems like a lot of times oh. it's uh, 15 a day that is going to win or maybe or something yeah. like that for, uh, you know, yeah. for a four-day event. Definitely. You know, and that's, and that's all contingent on if, if the fish pull up. You know, Hartwell's so big. I mean, 150 boats is not even going to touch the fish population on that lake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and when they come up, you know, it ain't going to matter where you go. I mean, you're, the creeks, the rivers, the the main lake, it, it's not going to matter. So everybody's going to be spread out. And the water's clearing up, you know. We don't have a lot of rain in the forecast. You know, the rivers are cleaning up. So you probably, the whole lake's going to be probably, you know, pretty decent to be able to see fish, you know, if they get that far along. All right. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to it one way or the other. I've never been down there before, but I've been kind of to a variety of other places in the Carolinas, and I love those lakes. I love that part of the country. So it'll be good to get back, that's for sure. Yes, definitely. It's going to be a good time. You know, the weather's going to be good. We're not going to have freezing conditions like we did last time you know you might be able to bust out your shorts and some flip-flops in this one hopefully well i can guarantee i'll be busting out some flip-flops we'll see on the shorts <laughs> um but yeah. uh so i guess this tournament aside where you're at in your career right now i mean you've this is essentially i guess your third full season as a pro maybe maybe only your second because uh the first year in 2014 when you jumped into the tour you ended up you you dropped off at the end so you go fish the all-american which you top five in so i mean you did great what's where do you see yourself where do you see your career right now um you know last year you know i had a a bunch of great practices you know and and i was just one or two fish away during the tournament you know i'd be in an area and and someone catch a big one and I didn't catch that big one, you know, I felt like I was in the right places doing the right things most of the season. I never felt lost last year, you know, never felt like I wasn't on anything. It was just I didn't get the quality bite when I needed it. And, you know, that showed up, you know, a couple just right out of the check finishes, you know, that'll really put a, you know, take the air out of your balloon during the season. Um, You know, but as far as fishing goes, I feel feel like I'm doing fine fishing-wise. Um, you know, can make some better decisions here and there and just start fishing more what I like to do, you know, versus what they're supposed to be doing on the lake. You know, instead of, you know, if you read a report, if they're offshore, you know, that's fine. But if that ain't your game, then you're not going to get a check offshore. You know, we're not going to compete to win. So, you know, you hear guys talk about it all the time, but it's fish your strength. And, you know, that's what I've been trying to do more of. Um, you know, like Okeechobee just a couple weeks ago, you know, I did my thing. I caught a bunch of fish. You know, I just never got that quality bite. You know, and everyone around me was catching, you know, and a lot of checks got cashed within, you know, 50 yards of me. And then, and then how, how many he won, you know, same area. Yep. You know, that just shows you how close you can be to them and not be on them. You All know? right. So just, just keep pecking around at it, you know, let it come my way. When it's that time, you know, when you get on a roll, you'll have it. So I, I'm looking at, looking at last year, you're, you're, I, I would say, and this might be one where you said, oh, they should be offshore, and that might have been what you're talking about, but Chickamauga, you finished 107th at. And I remember yep. watching you, and I was, it, it, you and Brandon Cobb started very close to the same area, and I yep. watched both of you guys for a while, and Cobb caught like a six-pounder while I was there, and 
Yeah. I don't know if you caught a fish while I was there. And I was wondering just what your thoughts were on that tournament or maybe even that instance. That's that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the same deal. Me and Brandon, we travel together. And, and you know, if, if you'll go around to most of the tournaments, we're probably going to be within a couple of miles of each other or if not fishing the same stuff, you know. Um, it's just, you know, things of that nature, you know. It's just, and I've been on both sides of it, you know. I've been the guy that catches the big ones. Are the good ones, and then I've been, you know, last year I was the guy that caught the two pounders. <laughs> you know, it was just one of them deals. You know, you kind of you try not to let it get in your head, but it gets in your head anyway. Um, and then Chickamauga, you know, I was catching them good shallow, but you know, I got I got a little spun out and tried to go offshore and try to mix it together. And if I were, I think if I'd have just stayed shallow, I would have been, I wouldn't have won because that kind of weight wasn't shallow. But you know, I could have caught. I think I caught enough to, to a lot better than what I finished. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, you look at guys who, off the top of my head, guys who fished shallow and did well. I mean, David Dudley obviously made the top ten, and mm-hmm. I know Mark Daniels Jr. fished shallow, uh, maybe half the time, and I know he made a check. So certainly, the shallow bite was there to be had for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right. Do you feel like your strength is when you can fish the shallow and be casting at the bank, or is uh, is, I just like to cover else. water, not necessarily at the bank, but you know I like to, I don't like to sit somewhere and beat up the same place. Now if I'm in an area, and I can just fish that area, I can stay in the same area all day, but I just can't sit and and cast to the same place unless they're really biting. Um, you know, the All American a couple years ago when when I didn't fish the whole tour season, you know I had one place there that I sit pretty much all day the last day but i was catching them every cast you know so it's something you know it's just hard to it's hard for me to sit still unless i'm really really catching them i know some of these guys can sit there and really milk those places you know and that's their strong point and that's why they do well you know it's just try to fish your strong suit more than that's what i'm trying to do this year i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i do and if it works it works and if it don't it don't you know but at least i can say i feel good about what i'm doing all day all right. What's the goal this next week at Hartwell? I mean, what's it's obviously you've been you've made top tens before. You did at Sam Rayburn uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, this seems like it's in your wheelhouse. Is uh, it what's what's the success this next week? I mean, of course, I want to win. I mean, you know, I've had a lot of success at Hartwell, um, and I'm going to try to win. I mean, I may not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the you know go for the big weight and you know let it fall from there i mean i don't know what i mean i would be i would be content with a top 10 you know um but it's fishing you know i mean especially on your home lake a lot of pressure on your home lake you know there's more pressure here than anywhere you have all your buddies and your friends and stuff you know they're you know you're really expected to do well there you know and that adds to it but you know we're just gonna go see what we can catch and have fun doing it and you know go from there all right. Uh, as far as the rest of the season, I mean, finishing finishing where you did at Okeechobee it certainly doesn't put you out of Forestwood Cup qualification. Maybe it puts you out of like an AOI race or something, but you're assuming you get off to a good finish at Hartwell, you're probably in, you're right where you need to be to make the cup. Do you think this is the year, is that the goal with the season to make the cup this year? Definitely, definitely made the cup. That's a that's a big goal. I was really disappointed last year 
you know, because I knew just a couple tournaments, all I needed was a top 30 finish in a couple of them, and, you know, I would have made it. I think I finished 50-something last year in the points, and, you know, I don't like defeat, you know. It's just like anybody else. I can't – if you set a goal and you don't obtain it, it really it really bothers you, but you got to shake it off, and, you know, you keep going and just keep driving, and I think that drives you stronger, probably more driven this year than – than I was last year to make it, you know, just because, you know, I had to sit there at home and, you know, watch my buddies catch them and, you know, experience all that, and I was sitting at home. So definitely going to try this year to to make that and, you know, get to experience all that and see what we can't do with them there. All right. Now, as far as your career goes as a whole, um, you're, you're not off to like a blistering start like some guys seem to get out to, um, but you're not doing poorly. I mean, you've made – You've made some good money in a couple of tournaments. You certainly, it seems like you're the kind of fisherman who has the potential to make this a pretty long-term career. Is that your, is that your goal with this? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, I own a landscaping business and, you know, that's my main source of income. Um, so I really like fishing. I really like the way FLW's laid out. You know, I can, I can take enough time off to, to fish and do what I want to do and, and still keep this going too, you know, so it's a perfect fit, you know, and I don't see any reason not to, unless I just, you know, I'm a business person. So if it's not, the money's not there and it's not the right thing to do, I'm not going to do it. You know, if I'm not, if I quit making money at it, then I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, but you know, as long as I'm making money and long as, you know, I'm not going in the hole doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. Okay. Well, that's a, that's definitely a good outlook to have on it, I think, and it seems like there's a pretty good chance that you can keep making money at it, especially, you know, based on how you've done in some other events and whatnot. Yeah, and it's definitely streaks, you know. You get on a little hot streak and you make all the right decisions and you do real well, and when you're not making the right decisions, you do poorly, you know. So it's just kind of, you just got to get that one that one motivation going, you know, that one tournament that gets you gets your head right, and then you're then you can roll for the rest of the season and, you know, do well. All right, good deal. Well, uh, Jamie, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, thanks a bunch for the time, and, man, best of luck. Uh, best of luck going forward this here at Hartwell especially. I hope I, – I definitely – I want to see – I really want to see you and Brandon Cobb duking it out on the final day. On the final day. Well, that could, that could be very possible. I mean, we've uh, – we fish BFLs against each other for for years, and he's first, or I'm first, or second, or third, and we're always right there together. So, you know, he'll definitely be a threat. You know, he's a he has a knack for catching a a big one. We joke about it all the time. I used to I used to catch all the big ones, and he would just catch all the solid ones. Well, now we've switched. He catches all the big ones, and I just catch the regular ones. So <laughs> we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get whatever whatever he stole out of my boat, and I'm gonna have to get that back and rub it back on my boat to get them get them five pounders back in there do you have uh do you have a little extra riding on this tournament do you have do you have any side bets with him no not yet not yet i mean we talk every day you know uh but you know we're both excited to get out there and i'm sure we'll see each other a lot during the tournament and, and practice and everything we'll both know what each other's doing and all that good stuff but it's more just friendly competition you know i love to do well and i know he doesn't see me do good so you know if he wins then i'll be just as happy for him you know all right well that's a good way to that's a good way to uh go into it and i hope that i hope that we get to test that theory out because 
I think that yeah, you'd, probably, great. you'd probably be happy. To be up there. You'd probably be happier if you were if you were the one winning, is my guess. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. The, the the wife would definitely be happier with with the win, especially the the checkbook. So, for for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have anything else for you. So thanks for coming on. Where can people uh, Where can people follow you online, or can they follow you online? Yeah, um, go on Jamie Rampy Pro Fishing on Facebook. You can follow me there, or JamieRampy dot com on uh, online. So check me out there and updates and giveaways and all that good stuff. All right, and then if someone needs some landscaping done, uh, where do they uh, where do they get in touch with you? Hey, definitely. If you need any landscaping done, you definitely call me. Um, you just give me a call or look me up on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. It's uh, Southern Dreamscapes on Facebook. You can look us up there. All right. Well, it sounds like a plan, man. And thanks for the time. So, Kyle, uh, first uh, first thing on deck here is to get through the Costa FLW Series Southeastern Division event on Santee Cooper. Um, second event of the season, so the AOI race will be solidified. Uh, also the, you know, hunt for who's going to make it into the, uh, Costa FLW Series championship is kind of underway. Uh, but mostly I think we're focused on like the potential for some ultra giants at Santee. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's kind of like, I mean, that's its deal, right? Yeah. Kicking out hogs. I mean, like, big hogs. So Marvin Reese, uh, on the final day, as a co-angler last year, caught four for 32-10. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you t- What are you talking about, man? Was That's he insane. Bass? <laughs> nope, they weren't bass. They were alligators. I they mean, were, like, manatees. He caught four manatees. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah, we're going to see some giant fish. I don't know that we're going to see, like, a whole ton of limits, necessarily. Because it seems mm-hmm. to me that on that lake, even when you're on them, it's not like, oh, man, I caught 24 pounders today. It's, right. I got six bites, and they were all huge. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, uh, quality over quantity type of fishery. Yeah. Uh, word, uh, at least pre-tournament, is that there's still... Pretty pre-spawn, um, not necessarily getting on beds. At the same time, it's pretty far south in South Car- in the Carolinas. It is, uh, per rampy, everything is blooming and looking real pretty. They're spawning on Kiwi, which is a hot hole lake. Um, I mean, it's it seems like there is a chance that something interesting could go on this tournament. Does that make does that sound right to you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um this is for a while anyhow, Preston Clark had the like he had the five bass limit weight record out of Santee, I believe. Um for on the BASS side, and it was with like forty something pounds. So and that they were caught spawning. So we'll see. I mean it mm-hmm. we could be hitting it just right is I think the main the main event. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and by the way, Santee Cooper, you've got it's kind of the name for the watershed, but it's on the San, I believe it's on the Santee River and the lakes are Lake Marion and Lake Moultrie, which are where these guys can fish. There's just a tremendous amount of water available for for guys. And I mean, it's going to be a it's a big field for sure. It's uh it's 
I'm looking at 192 bu- 190 something. I'm I'm sure it'll get over 200. I mm-hmm. would imagine. You know, I'm looking at a little bit older field list. I'm sure it'll be 200 plus boats. Um, yeah, and it's gonna be uh, could be a whack fest. It really could. I mean, it's gonna be kind of a cool one to keep tabs on. Uh, for sure. Uh, Jesse and Rob Newell are down there covering that one. Um, obviously, Newell's writing is top notch. Jesse's photography is top notch. I think we're, I think we're in for a fun event to follow. Oh, definitely. Um, hopefully, like lots of hogs. So many hogs. I mean, big ones. Uh, that said, do you want to go ahead and pick a uh, Costa Rumble team or Costa Challenge? I I reckon. All right. Uh, well, your picks will obviously be correct, <laughs> um, and uh, you you're picked, too hard on yourself. You picked first at Sam Rayburn, so I guess I got to go first here. You're up. Oh, man, I don't, I don't like picking first. Not in this one. Uh, well, maybe not. Not in this one. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take uh, Lindwood Thornhill. He won last time. He's got oh, a yeah. slew of top ten finishes. Here, he seems to excel in the pre-spawny type times. If that's the case, I think that could be a, a good deal for him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a good take. Uh, I'm also gonna go with a uh, kind of a uh, Santee super stud in Ken Ellis. I was I almost picked him first uh, because yeah, he is always in the top. Let's say twenty there. He's one there. He's yeah. like he's a Santee hammer. Yep. Now I will say one thing. It seems like his time to shine at Santee is more spawn and post spawn. That's than true. Pre spawn. Um, he's like a master with the wacky worm. He's probably caught more like eight pounders on a wacky worm than anyone else in the history of the world. Would be my guess. <laughs> it's a safe guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think that's a really good pick. Um, with my next pick, I'm going to take Brian Thrift. Woo! Uh, Brian like Thrift it. is uh, fishing terribly right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you make it sound so, like such a great pick. He got off the schneid. Last time when he had a bad little streak, he got off the schneid at Santee and just mm-hmm. crushed him, finished top 10. I think he finished like second or third. Uh, he's, he knows the lake pretty well. It's not like Norman or anything, but he knows it. He's the best, maybe the best fisherman in the world, certainly in the top five. I'll, uh, I'll go for it. Yep. I don't, I don't blame you there. Uh, for my second pick, I'm going to pick my old buddy, Todd Otten. Oh man, that's a great pick. I love it. The guy like. You think, so we're, if we're talking pre-spawn bass, bass staging up, I mean, Todd Otten, master of a chatterbait slash spinnerbait. Uh, so he can, you know, he's really good at getting dialed in on those little, uh, you know, maybe like a little ditch in the grass or something like that that he can just make repeated casts at. And he's also pretty good at scrapping it and covering water, which uh, can also be a good thing on Santee where bites are kind of few and far between. All right. I'm, uh, I'm going to take Preston Clark. He's Ooh, a yeah. good friend of mine. I certainly want him to do well. Obviously, he's got the history on the lake. We'll see. Uh, we'll see whether it turns out well. Guys from Florida certainly do well on Santee. It happens a lot. 
they fish, I think, similarly to a lot of Florida lakes. Uh, so, fingers crossed for Preston. I hope you wax him this week. Man, I, I might. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I think. I think for my last one, I'm gonna get a little squirrely. I'm gonna give a little love to uh, Lionel Botha. Oh, he's, he's from he's, Australia, right? Uh, South Africa. <laughs> it's like same thing. Basically, uh, he. Uh, but I mean, he's actually he, he's got a top ten on Santee, and uh, I think he got like seventeenth or eighteenth the other time he's fished it. So, uh, I mean, this is kind of right up his alley, and he's actually. A, Pretty consistent fisherman, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put some bets on uh, on both of for this one. Okay, I like it. I I gotta say, I I, I mean I like both of our teams here, as I have I most of the time. But I think if I was gonna go back and say, I would have said that you ended up picking stronger teams. Certainly at uh, certainly last time at at Sam Rayburn, and it kind of mm-hmm. worked out where it flip flopped, and our guys did weird things. Yes, but yes. You certainly had a little bit more star-studded team then. This time around, I, I don't know. I think I, li- we'll I like see. your team. I tell you what, it seems like it's weird to say that it seems like having Brian Thrift on your team is a gamble, but <laughs> I'm curious to see how that goes. And this tournament, there are studs in it. Uh, I mean, you've got Brad Knight and Scott Canterbury and JT Kenny, Glenn I mean, Brown. Yeah, you name it. Yeah, th- these guys are fishing it. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of guys who uh, are going right from there and driving on up to uh, good old Hartwell mm-hmm. to start practice. Uh, so it should be a fun tournament. For sure. Um, moving along. And, of course, this tournament runs uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, you can watch all the weigh-ins at flwfishing.com. We'll have all sorts of all sorts of juice and updates and whatnot. Um, I guess uh, next thing on the docket is probably at least to uh, cover the College Fishing National Championship a little bit. Uh, Kyle, did you, uh, in your talk with uh, Hampton Anderson, did you uh, bring up anything interesting that you think is worth talking about here? Uh, you know, not really. Um, Hampton, uh, like he says in the interview, uh, doesn't really fish kiwi that much um he's he lives on hartwell or he's from hartwell so he's like you know i just fish hartwell instead of kiwi i guess it's kind of the same reason most guys you know like smith lake lewis smith's a really good lake but everyone lives by gunnersville so why go fish smith kind of thing yep um but no the the one thing i thought was kind of interesting from talking to him and, and a few other guys that are competing in the championship um, it like weather is kind of the biggest thing, and a lot of guys I think didn't really go out there to pre-practice because they knew the weather was going to be so dependent. You know, like we're in a warm streak now, and uh, you know, like like Jamie Rampy said, stuff's blooming around there. Like it it feels like springtime. You know, the the bass are liable to be up on beds. I know there's fish up cruising, looking. I think there's probably some on beds uh, at the moment. So I think it'll be kind of cool to see how these college kids, um, you know, really get the grasp of Kiwi because it's not like it's an enormous lake. Um, so, so it, you know, you could cover it, uh, you know, in a couple days of practice. But 
I think it could be more of a slugfest than last time, which would be cool because there's some big largemouths in that lake. Yeah, I I agree. Talking with Rampy just a little while ago, I I think that the guys are going to catch him pretty good. Uh, he he seems to think it's going to be a basically a hundred percent spawn tournament. Um, which I'm on board with. I think that's fun. I think it's a good, it's a good event for, uh, you know, college guys to go fish because it shortens the learning curve a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. There's supposed to be some rain here the next few days, but even then it's going to be real warm. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's game on. I think we're going to see a really fun, uh, college fishing national championship. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, hopefully it, uh, comes to fruition and we'll have another interview with someone fishing that thing uh next week too we're going to keep up our kind of half tour half college fishing uh interview schedule at least through that and we will absolutely have whoever wins the thing on uh after the event and uh, try and get that breakdown and you know see who our next college fishing national champions are Mm -hmm. all right man it's fantasy fishing time we've got I just made a few last-minute edits to my team. Uh, <laughs> not really last minute, but, you know, I made a I, I made a couple different decisions. We've got all kinds of fun um, info to pick with. I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to, like, go down my team and ask me about anything weird you think I got going on or vice versa? Um, I guess, uh, let me see. I got to see these, uh. Well, how about, first of all, why don't you just fill us in on uh, the adjustments you made, like who you subbed out and why. All right. So, originally I had uh, Andy Young and Jason Reyes on the team and somebody else. Let me, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, I had Andy Young and Jason Reyes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, oh, and Jimmy Reese. Oh, yeah, that's right. And basically, I decided that I, I decided that I could probably spend that Jimmy Reese money a little more wisely and uh, spend that Andy Young money a little more wisely because they were both like re, Jimmy's like a twenty a twenty dollar guy and Andy Young is like a like a uh, probably twelve dollar guy, I think. And I decided to put Jamie Rampy on my team, basically. A and great so idea. I cut those two. That bought me Rampy for twenty-seven bucks, and then I had to adjust a little bit more, and I ended up going with Spore Gerald Spore for seven as my other option. Uh, you know, on the cheap side of things. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the reasons I did that was just because I kind of I had wanted to put Rampy on my team before. And making adjustments based on talking to people is not always a great decision for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of... In my mind, I, I sort of realized that the gap between Jamie Rampey and Brandon Cobb is not a big one. Not as big as their price difference indicates, I don't think. Yep, absolutely. Um, and that Rampey is probably a good buy at that price. Mm-hmm. So... I, I kind of figured, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it and make that happen at the potential cost elsewhere. I also was sort of figuring one of the reasons that I was really totally okay with cutting 
uh, Jimmy Reese and um, Andrew Young, it, both because of their prices, but also because those guys I had in my mind as anglers who would be really good if the tournament was a little bit more winter-style type event. Definitely. Uh, with a stronger offshore bite. And I think an offshore bite is certainly going to be a player in this event. I don't think the fish are going to all move so quickly that you have to do any one thing necessarily. But I don't think that those guys in a spawning event don't strike me as anglers who I'm like, yeah, I want them on my side. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of figured I would take take guys who maybe would be a little bit weaker and go with you know go with the uh, go with the local. Yeah, I think that's a a great uh, great take. I, I mean, I was honestly shocked that I was the only pundit to have Rampy on my team until you put him on. Yeah, and it was silly that you would be the only one because he's he should be on. Uh, the decision you should make is either do you put both Cobb and Rampy on your team, or do you put just one of them on your team? Yep. And mm-hmm. to put just one of them on your team, I think prob- I think I think you're right in saying that you know Cobb they're close enough in they're close enough that you ought to select a cheaper one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But now I got them both, and I got Gagliardi, and I'm just jacked up here. Now you're gonna crush it. I hope so, because I need a good tournament. I think this might be one of those bad years of fantasy fishing for me. I seem to run off and on between doing all right and doing terrible. Well, you know, this could be your turnaround moment, so let's uh, let's not get down on the dumps yet. All right. I got a question for you about your team. Sure. Ramey Colson Jr. Yeah. Explain that, because I am... <laughs> I, I am like legitimately I would never have thought, oh Ramey, he's my guy in this event. Well, okay. Uh first of all, when we were there in fourteen, uh he got a top twenty finish. I think it was fourteenth or fifteenth. Um and it, the the main reason I picked him is because uh I like Ramey in that he can he could catch him out deep. Uh, like so, last time I I watched him a little bit, and he was catching some, uh, kind of on some brush piles, uh, off of some points where fish were like pulling up to move shallow, so like some staging areas, kind of like that. And, and there was some standing timber, um, but he also had this cool like late in the day thing where he'd scrap that whole thing and move up on the bank, um, like some forty five degree banks, and he was like casting a crankbait and pitching a jig and stuff like that. Uh, and he caught him pretty good. He lost a few good fish, but he's actually kind of always said that he like Hartwell. He likes Hartwell how it sets up, and I, I just like a guy like Ramey. Uh, I feel is more versatile than people give him credit for, and so I, I felt like in a tournament because I shoot I made my team back like I guess before a couple weeks ago at this point. Yeah, like not long after Okeechobee, so that was when you know we didn't know this warm streak was coming up. And I felt like with enough time between, um, you know, Okeechobee and Hartwell, a lot of stuff could happen. So I tried to pick some versatile guys, and uh, Ramey was a guy that I figured like, yeah, twenty-seven bucks, probably a little high for him. Um, but I like uh, I like the weapons he's got. All right, Austin Felix, ten bucks. That's kind of a 
It's a little bit of a steep price for a rookie who's like done well in one lake nearby in one tournament <laughs> there. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the thing is, the thing I like about Austin, um, and the reason I was kind of willing to spend the couple extra bucks on him is he is really good with his electronics. Um, and the other thing, like Hartwell is a lake that you'll find, like no matter what the fish are doing, if it's a full on spawn tournament, you can still catch 20 plus pounds offshore. Like there's fish that just hang out out there. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure the year Ailer won, uh, straighter made i think the top 20 cut and Strader was catching them off beds while ayler was catching them out in like 40 45 feet of water so um i kind of i liked him for a lower price guy that could maybe you know scratch out a top 50 or something from fishing deep because he is so good with his electronics i like it mm -hmm. i think that's uh i think that's a good one okay uh last one this is not really a reasonable one to quibble with because luke duncan for six bucks is a pretty good buy um, oh yeah but what's your what's your thought process around him and then what's your thought process around only owning one johnson brother okay uh we'll do the johnson brother first uh because i felt like both of them at 14 bucks was a great pick uh but i kind of wanted to um i i really just took Corey. I, I took Chris last time, so I took Corey this time. <laughs> I figured it's <laughs> a good strategy. I, I figured either way, you're probably looking at the top fifty now, especially if they're going to be shallow. I think you know we could see them both probably do pretty well because that that's more in their wheelhouse. But uh, yeah, it really was kind of like a flip of the coin for me. I just felt like as long as I had one of them on there, I'd get some good points. Um, and then as far as Luke goes, the funny thing is I picked Luke uh, again, like way back when. And then since I picked him, I've talked to him uh, about his pre-practice because he made it out there for a couple of days. But I guess the main reason I picked Luke, again, was I wanted a guy that could get squirrely and find some stuff offshore, you know, out in the, in the standing timber or on some brush piles or something like that. And I felt like Luke, again, in that lower dollar range, because at, at my higher end of, the, of my fantasy picks, you see a lot of guys that are pretty versatile, like, uh, Wheeler, Morgan, uh, not, I mean, Morgan just catches them all over, but like Gagliardi, Gagliardi could catch them shallow. I feel like he could also crack them out deep. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. And I would be like, yep, he's going to yeah. be great at it. Yep. So that's, that's kind of why I went with Luke is another guy that, you know, I know his experience. Um, you know, he lives on Wilson, right? Yeah. Wilson. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his experience on the Tennessee river, you know, he's really good at looking at his electronics. So I just thought he could get, um, you know, get on something out there, maybe find some of those big spots uh, that swim out in those brush piles. And after talking with him from his pre-practice, it sounded like, you know, he he figured some stuff out. He'd never seen the lake before. Um, but I'm like, shoot, for six bucks, I'm not out of anything on this one. Yeah, there's a, quite a few, I think, real interesting buys for real cheap, you know, for five to seven bucks that you can grab a guy down there and be like, you know what, this is someone who, like, legit could finish in the top 20 and you wouldn't be surprised because they're oh yeah uh either may they may be a rookie they may not you know you may not know a lot about them but they're a high caliber angler definitely definitely um so yeah i i agree on that it's definitely was not a bad tournament to you know be picking cheap I yeah mean, heck you got bradley hallman for nine you got josh weaver for five i mean there's all kinds of there's all kinds of goodness down low in this one definitely yeah don't be afraid to 
to you know pick a couple of real high dollar guys and then make the rest of your team out of lower dollar guys because I think you have just as good of odds um, in most situations. Yeah, I mean, heck, I've got three guys each priced over thirty. I've got Cobb and Gagliardi and uh, Morgan, and mm-hmm. I mean that's a really expensive start. Usually, you can't get away with three guys over thirty on your team. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Morgan, Gagliardi, and Wheeler all over thirty bucks. Yeah. With a couple high 20s, too, like a couple guys for 27. So, Yep, for sure. Well, I, I like your team. I think you're poised for a hopefully a good tournament. Hopefully one of us can knock off Jimmy Reese because he had the best team last uh, last tournament. Uh, yep. Which he yeah, is, he did uh, crush it. Going to certainly going to make a point of saying that. Um, <laughs> and uh, hopefully, well, I mean, ideally one of us – turns into being a really good pundit that people can take stuff from as opposed to doing terrible like my team did. <laughs> um, do you have any issues with my team this year? This year, Or this, uh, not this year, but this event? Um, to be honest, not really, because I feel like you, you kind of, we had kind of the same thought process, I feel like. We just kind of went, like, I really like Holman uh, for nine bucks because, uh, Shoot, man! With how warm it's been, like whew, he could get and and the waters. Um, I believe yesterday when I looked at the lake reading, it was about at uh, summer pool, so it's like kind of where it should be. Um, but there's still, I think, some of those backwater areas have uh, some bushes in it and stuff. So, like, I could see Holman getting squirrely and uh, you know cracking some big ones out there. So I like it for nine bucks. Like, yeah. you know, he could top fifty, no problem. And then that's solid. I points. mean, you know, he's going to be fishing shallow. And yeah, if there's if he can find something shallow, well, bring it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, like same thing. Like uh, Heck, Jason maybe Reyes, be waylaying a spook. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, then you, it'd just be like old times with you on Grand. I know. Except I'm not. I'm on the bank on this one. That's true. That's true. I'll have to maybe I'll fill in for you then. You know, honestly, this might mean that might be a good argument for not picking Bradley Hallman, because um, of the two tournaments he's won, I've been watching him the two times, so it may be. That's true. <laughs> it, and he didn't even really start catching them on the until the second day at Grand when I got there, because I I wasn't there the whole first day, mm-hmm. so you might want to. It might just be one of those situations where. Hallman and I are somehow inexplicably linked. It could be. Yeah. I guess we'll find Don't, out. <laughs> we'll find out if you jinx him. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really have no qualms with your team at all. I think uh, I like it. I'd be just as happy with yours as I am with mine. All right. Well, that's great. Hopefully they do well. Uh, we'll see. Here's hoping. If you were going to pick your ideal angler for this tournament, the way it's shaping up now, who are you... Who are you picking? Like, what's Ooh. if it if you didn't care about the price? If you were just like, this is my guy. Does that? I mean, I guess obviously Morgan and Gagliardi are kind of no brainers, but hmm. the way it's kind of setting up is, does it elevate an airy in your mind? Uh, yeah, I could I could see a guy like Airy, um doing really well i know he was really excited about this tournament uh like even before he went and pre-practiced uh i i I was gonna say like 
really like a guy like Ari or even Thrift. Uh, not that you have to say even Thrift, but even Thrift. Wow, it just Thrift just could be good. Uh, one of those guys. Um, I think, I think a guy that wins this tournament might need to be um, catching some fish up shallow, but maybe you know having enough know-how to to maybe get on some schooling fish early in the morning and get a couple like one or two good bites. Maybe even ju- if it's just one bite, but you run like four pockets, try to find some fish schooling on bluebacks. Uh, and then from there you can run and just hit, you know, several stretches of good bank and catch some fish up shallow. And a guy like Aerie certainly can do that. Um, and, and same thing with like a guy like Thrift. So I, that's kind of why to me, like an Andy Morgan is a no brainer. Um, but I, uh, I definitely got my eye on, on Aerie and I, I think this will be a good chance for Thrift to get some tour level redemption. Uh, probably after he crushes it at Santee. Yeah, I think Tracy Adams is a really good pick. Ooh, um, yeah. He's 29 bucks, which is more expensive than Rampy, and I think if you had the choice, I would still probably take Rampy over Tracy Adams, but I think. But I think he is a great, great buy. Uh, Definitely. He should be on a Man, lot I of I forgot teams. about Tracy Adams. Because um, this is this type of tournament where the fish are going to, if there are a lot of fish, if there are fish shallow, it's in his wheelhouse. Oh, um, for sure. And, I, I mean, honestly, it's hard for me to say Tracy Adams is a guy who's going to win, but it's easy for me to say, I mean, Tracy Adams is going to be in the top 20, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good bet. Very well, top 10 as well. So I think that's a really good one to look at. Um, I think this is a good one for Burge. I think this yeah. is the time of year last year where he dominated. Well, maybe not dominate. Where he dominated. Um I would uh, I would watch out for, you know, the uh, sophomore slump to be over right about now. Yep, I- I'm with you there. Um, other than that, I- 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 there's nobody that like jumps out at me like, oh man, gotta have that guy. Who do you think is our AOI leader at the end of this tournament? Ooh, um, oh man, I don't even know who. I I kind of feel like. We'll see someone, and I'm really just stalling so I can get the standings up so I can look yeah. at some people. I think it's either John Cox or Shin. Yeah, okay, I wouldn't be surprised at Shin. I feel like we could even see a Michael Neal up top. Yeah, certainly. I guess in my mind, if I think Shin will finish above Michael Neal in this tournament. I don't think okay. it's a guarantee, but that would be my guess. And that's sort of why I would pick Shin over him. What about a John Cox? Well, I think John Cox is a good chance he's in the top ten in this tournament. Uh, so certainly, depend. That one is a little bit. It depends on you know where guys finish. Because if Shin finishes fifteenth, John Cox is. I mean, maybe he would overtake him, but it would be very hard. Sure. Uh, I, we could we could see a Canadian lead the AOI at the end of this one. Oh yeah, I mean. Very easily, Chris Johnson is there's a high there's a very good chance he ends up in the top twenty, and mm-hmm. yeah, it could it could happen for sure. So, I guess uh, more or less, I feel like it's still it's still kind of wide open. Oh, I mean, no doubt it's it's definitely the way the first tournament ended up being so nobody. There are some guys who really killed themselves, but there's plenty of other guys who didn't really kill themselves. And 
this tournament is going to be a getting back on track for a lot of guys. And then I think really, I think after Beaver Lake, we'll kind of know who the contenders are. Yes, yeah. We'll we'll have a good read on, you know, this handful of maybe ten guys. It's like they're gonna they're gonna need to do well down the stretch, and I I, I think I, I mean I'm sure that by then, uh, probably not thrift just because he did so bad at the first one. But you know Andy Morgan and Cody Meyer and Scott Martin, those guys will all be in that group at that point in time. Yes. Cool. I dig it. Uh, BFL time? Uh, yeah. Man, right. there's a whole bunch of them. Well, we had six, and they stroked them. So I'm looking they forward re- to getting into it. They really did. So uh, I guess I'm going to probably read through these in no particular order. It's just how I have them open on my computer. So uh, we'll kick off the first one. We had an Archie Division event on Lake Wachita, which was presented by Navionics. And uh, Quincy... Haushin? Haushin? Awesome name. Haushin? I'm going Haushin. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Quincy. Uh, but he sacked him up, caught 21 pounds, 6 ounces. Um, he was throwing an umbrella rig with some sexy shad-colored Kitex uh, on some rock banks in the Wachita River. And uh, caught a few there, had a limit. And then around noon, he went to some main lake uh, points, throwing a trap, a rattle trap. And caught some bigger ones, basically upgraded from there, and uh, won it by like five ounces. It was actually pretty tight between first and second. Fun side note, Leland Nixon got third. Uh, Brother of Larry Nixon? uh, Yes, right? I think. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. And Spencer Sheffield got seventh. All right. All right. So Uh, star-studded top. Yeah, group there. pretty good event in that Arky one, so congrats to you, Quincy. Uh, let's see, second of the two. Uh, right there on your uh, your home pond, Jody, was the LBL division. Season opener on Kentucky and, Kentucky and Barkley Lakes. Yeah, baby. Um, and David Young won that one, who's uh, kind of good on Kentucky Lake. Oh, yeah, just a bit. Uh, he got 26 pounds and an ounce. Um, he basically, uh, thought he'd be fishing out deeper, but the way the weather was, he went up shallow and, uh, caught him on some chunk rock on a rattle trap. So like, apparently if you were fishing last weekend and you weren't throwing a rattle trap, you weren't catching fish. I mean, I threw a rattle trap a lot and didn't catch any fish on it. So Mm, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe it's a skill thing. I think it probably is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's probably a being good at it thing. <laughs> uh, but, man, he, like, absolutely walked away with the tournament, too. Second place was 20 pounds, 13 ounces, so he kind of steamrolled it. Uh, so props to him. Uh, what do we got for a third one? Oh, yeah. Choo Choo Division, Gunnersville. Terry Mann won He's that one. Man. He was the man. 27 pounds, 13 ounces. Whew. Big old fish. Uh, he was throwing, uh, at like, I guess basically they were clumps of grass, uh, where fish would stage to pull up to spawn and he was catching them on a straight king 2.5 and 1.5. Um, he caught a nine pounder and yeah, that was the biggest one in the tournament. 
That's a pretty good fish to catch. It was actually nine seven, uh, but yeah, chunks. Uh, also of note, Derek Remitz, second place, twenty six pounds, fourteen ounces. Then it kind of fell hard from there. Third place was eighteen eleven. Um, Cameron Gottney, seventh place. So, you know, just of things to note. I believe Gottney is leading the division now in points. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. So, he's certainly proving his mettle out there, or continuing to. Definitely. Uh, fourth event of the weekend was the Gator Division on Lake Toho. Uh, Don Eady won that one, 26 pounds, 6 ounces. Uh, and he was fishing pre-spawn fish and catching them on an unnamed purple swim bait. Interesting color, but I like it. I wonder if maybe he meant June bug. He might have. I don't know. That's what our, our PR guy wrote. So we're just, we're going with it. Anyhow. Uh, but he caught them on submerged hydrilla grass uh, and some Kissimmee grass. And yeah, sacked up some hogs. That's cool. basically what he did. That's also, a fun place to fish. I like it down there. Yeah. It, it took it was pretty good weights too. It was uh sixth place was twenty pounds, seventh place was nineteen fourteen. So pretty pretty heavy stringers all across the board. I like those kind of tournaments. We should also we probably should have totaled up how many pounds it took to win in six events. It definitely went over our hundred pound threshold, but granted there's six events. Right. Did, did it maybe go over a hundred and fifty? Because that would be the same it, it might have. We should. I, I I need a calculator. You you start tallying stuff. I'll read these last two. Okay. How about that? That sounds like a plan. Fifth event of the weekend was the Mississippi Division event on Ross Barnett. Uh, Mitch Crane won that one with 19 pounds and an ounce. Um, he was fishing, started his day in the Pearl River, caught some fish on a Z-Man chatterbait uh, with a gambler, a little easy swim bait on the back. Um and then around noon, when it warmed up, he went to an area where, like a spawning area, uh, and flipped a Zoom Ultra Vibe Speed Craw, caught a four and five pounder, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, wins the tournament. So, congrats to him. Uh, and that leads us into our final event of the weekend, which was the South Carolina Division on Clarks Hill. Uh, Joey Spradley won that one, 20 pounds, seven ounces. Uh, he was throwing. The good old mop jig uh, with the Zoom Super Chunk on the back. Um, there's a green pumpkin. He's basically fishing uh, like uh, little points on the creek channel on the lower end of the lake. Um, and, yeah, fish kind of deep, like 30 feet, somewhere in there, way deeper than anyone else. And he caught a hog. He caught an 8-2, so big old chunk. Uh, also of note, third place, Ken Ellis, who... Is probably going to do super good on Santee. So, um, yeah, that's it. Six BFLs, our first big BFL um, blowout of the year. All right, so I just did some real rough math, and I got to 140. Ooh, I close. I feel like I don't think I missed a tournament. Uh, I certainly could have bumped a couple guys up, though, because I was just doing it out of my uh, – I was just doing it without ounces. Sure. Um, but yeah, just shy of the, just shy of the twenty-five pound average that we're looking for. Uh, I don't think, 
I doubt that that average will be in play any other times this year. Yeah. I think this I was probably agree. the last weekend where it could have reasonably happened. That was close, though. Yeah, no. 140? I mean, yeah. We were close. Uh, probably a little bit closer at that lot, at that other one where uh, a couple weekends ago where we had four and we were looking for 100. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, coming up this weekend, obviously we got the Coast FLW Series event on Santee kicking off uh, Thursday. Uh, we've got a PFL on Dale Hollow, on uh, Norris Lake, and uh, Lake of the Ozarks. So, oh, cool! Yeah, three lakes should be uh, should be pretty interesting. Uh, this will be this Norris Lake BFL is actually, I believe, the uh, first time FLW has ever held a tournament on Norris. Of course, we're having an invitational there. In mm-hmm. the fall, so we'll get some interesting. We'll get some data from that one. Definitely, uh, how Definitely. relevant it'll be to the fall of the year. Uh, probably not very, um, especially because umbrella rigs are allowed in this one. But I would but expect still. to see uh, quite a few smallmouth if you were going to go down and watch that way in. So, should be like fun it. times. Um, Kyle, are you, uh, are you headed for some sturgeon this weekend? I am. The forecast looks, uh, looks pretty promising. So I'm going to head up, uh, Friday morning, go see if I can wrangle with a few dinosaurs for a couple days, uh, before I head out to Hartwell. Okay. I like it. Um, and you're getting out to Hartwell, uh, Wednesday? Yes. Yep. I'll be, uh, be rolling out there then. I assume... Are you getting in earlier? Uh, yeah, I'm driving out on Sunday. Um, gonna fish back home here Saturday, and then uh, book it out Sunday morning, and uh, we'll get on, start doing, a, start cranking out some pre-tournament content. We'll get some of our videos up, uh, give you guys the scoop on uh, how fish are gonna get caught, or at least how pros are gonna lie about how they're gonna get caught. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> well should said. be uh, should be a good one. Um. So I'm definitely uh, definitely looking forward to it. Did you crush any hogs last weekend? Not really. Uh, I caught a couple good fish, um, but I didn't really ever get on anything where I was like, oh, I'm going to go catch another good fish doing this. Because every time I thought I was going to do that, it didn't happen. So uh, basically one of those Jody's not really good at fishing situations developed. <laughs> uh, you're too hard on yourself. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, as far as getting in touch with flw or the podcast or anything like that um we're on uh we're on facebook on twitter on instagram at flw fishing on uh, youtube at flw fishing flw official on snapchat flw fishing on periscope both of those be firing up uh next week as we head into the tour event Mm -hmm. um FLWFishing.com, of course, and we have an email, right? We absolutely do. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us at podcast at FLWFishing.com. All righty. Well, I think that'll do it. Um, Kyle, anything else? No, sir. Have fun uh, Have fun catching hogs this weekend. You should probably get out Friday, I think. I feel like you know, you've earned it, so go do that. I may, I may and, do that. And safe travels to... Uh, to beautiful South Carolina, and we'll see you there. Sounds like a plan, man. I hope you uh, hope you rack up the sturgeon. Hey, I'll send you some pics. 
There or you can go. check out my Instagram at Kyle Lumber. You like that sales pitch? I, I do. I'm skeptical of whether anything will appear on that. But Well, it will. It just might not be as you don't really have any service on the river is kind of the problem. You know, you're like you're flirting, you're like right next to Canada. So uh your Canada phone well known to, for not having cell service. They well, really, your phone they wants only to bounce. just invented the color TV. <laughs> your your phone wants to bounce on uh onto the roaming plan and charge you a whole bunch of money. So I usually just put it on airplane mode. But there'll be there'll be pictures. If I catch a sturgeon, or even if I don't, if my dad or my, my buddies that are going, if anyone catches one, it's going on there. Don't worry, you'll see some hogs. Alrighty. Alright, with that dude, I'm out. I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. So see ya. <laughs>